on air. Hey, it is episode 14. Uh, only 14, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little 14. <laughs> but we've been doing this now for, uh, it's going on four months, so it's been pretty well. It's gotten us uh, through COVID and given us lots of opportunity to drink online. So can't can't bitch there. But anyway, tonight um, we're going to be hanging out with the a couple of guys from the Coonan uh, Guild of Brewers, KGB. Uh, we've got Damon Turner and, and Doug Bultis, uh, which I probably just butchered your name, and I apologize for that. Um, but we'll bring them in, and we'll get started uh, with these guys and learn more about uh, KGB. So we've got Doug and Damon. Damon and Doug, how's it going, guys? Great, great. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Absolutely wonderful. So we do like to start off talking about what we're drinking, and I know we just did off camera, so we'll go over that again. But uh, what do you guys? What do you guys got in the glass? Well, I don't mind starting. Um, I just tapped this. Uh, uh, went in a keg on Thursday. It's American IPA, and it's uh, heavily featuring uh, cashmere hops. So is it all cashmere all the way through, like a smash, or? No, no. It's um, uh, I've got a little bit of a system where I've been brewing uh, some American IPAs, and I start out with an Apollo uh, at 60 for uh, the bittering, and then I mix um half and half of Chinook and uh, Nugget in at 30 and 15. And then I finished it off with uh, an ounce of the Cashmere. I believe this one has um, Mosaic Cryo at high fermentation. And then it finished off with three ounces of dry hop of all Cashmere. I haven't tried the Mosaic Cryo yet. I've, I've played with the Citra Cryo, but... No, I figure we go into details since it's a homebrew episode. But uh, yeah. <laughs> Damon, how about you? What are you drinking? Anything at all? Uh, yeah, I'm about to finish out the last of uh, this uh, liquid lollipop from Froth uh, out in New York. But then I'm moving into I've got a uh, one of my last of the few sour IPAs that took uh, what I take a silver a couple of years back or two years ago at Beer Cup. Nice, oh, nice. Just just the last of them. In uh, being sour, I doubt it wasn't probably in the IPA. Was it an experimental or? It was. It was in the mixed fermentation. Mixed fermentation. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, why don't you tell us yeah. a little bit about that? Uh, that, uh, that beer. It was my first medal. That's uh, that's what I know. Um, <laughs> so uh, I was. Yeah. No. Um, I did it with. Um, uh, I kettle soured with a probiotic from uh, Good Belly. Their mango yep. Good Belly. Uh, kettle soured, left it in the garage, probably was middle of the summer, riding hot, probably nineties, mid nineties in the garage. Um, yeah, typical, uh, t- typical grain bill. I wish I could remember it off the top of my head, but I can't, uh, but yeah. And I probably, I know there was, mo- I know there was some Motuka hops in there. So hey. I dry, hop- I dry hey. hopped with Motuka. That was one of the things I know I did. So we've had a, been drinking a couple of sour IPAs lately because um, I'm gonna fuck this name up too. But Lamaland, 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 Lama, whatever. Lamaland, whatever. They've come out with the uh, the Philly sour uh, yeast. Have you guys tried that yet, or heard anybody That's, come try it? Uh, I have I not. I believe. Huge, oh, go ahead, Doug. Yeah, I'm a huge fan of their yeast, and and all across the board, this particular one is done with Bry 97. Nice. Um, I've used the East Coast, uh, which is one of their newer ones, I believe, and that's phenomenal. I mean, it, it, what I love about their yeasts is they they finish out incredible 
in in a sort of a timely fashion. So you don't get you don't get that like forever wait for it to finish out. I mean, they just finish out and they're done. Yeah. So this Philly sour is a is a new strain they've come out with that actually ferments uh, both. Um, like Saccharomyces, but also like it also creates a lactic acid at the same time. Yeah. Um, Brian, our, our other host, who I should mention, is not here tonight because he's having dinner with his mom on uh, her birthday. Uh, hopefully he'll join us in a little bit. But he just did one. We had an, another guy that in our club, uh, Brandon Edwards, did a, a Philly Sour um, IPA. Both of them are really good. I've got a couple packs in my fridge. Jordan, I think you ordered some too, didn't you? Yep. Yeah, I got a couple packs. Yeah, I haven't brewed with it yet. Super excited to try. I believe we got a guy, uh, Bill Belair. He um, he did or has some to do a batch with uh, on him. Bill's your and, uh, uh, Bill's your meat guy, right? Bill's one of our meat guys. Yeah, Bill's also our uh, a part of our board. He's our bruiser in charge of like different uh, competitions and things like that, specifically nice. in creating and planning uh helping to plan our um uh deathmash competition oh awesome 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 we'll get into that in a bit uh for sure jordan what are you drinking um i don't know if you can show that bell's Oktoberfest. that's solid yeah as soon as it comes out i usually overdo it and just drink way too much of it it just came out so i'm i'm right at right at the right at the tip of it oh yeah i yeah, I, I I beer buy for my work, and uh, we just got every distributor just was like, I've got seven Oktoberfests and three pumpkin beers. Take them all, yes? Like, no. <laughs> no, too early. I mean, I get why, you know, and, and I get it. Bells came out a little early. They admitted it, but yep. it's solid. But, you know, realistically, this is the perfect time to come out with an Oktoberfest. If you've got a, like... And especially if you're kind of a bigger place and you got maybe a week lag before you get the kegs on, you want them hitting up. You want them hitting September 1st, October 1, you know, as a, you know, as an on-premise guy uh, previously in my work life, October 1 hits and that stuff's gone. So, yeah, but realistically, I mean, Bell's Oktoberfest hit the shelves probably uh, last week of July. Yeah, that's, you know? yeah, that's not, no, I mean, it's, it's been out a couple of weeks. I mean, I had it, oh, I had it a week and a half ago. So they, got ag- late August. they got aggressive during COVID. They had nothing yeah. else. There was, there's was nothing else to do but brew a lot. So right. people were <laughs> drinking, a lot. people were drinking a lot. So they had to brew a lot. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. All right, so I'm drinking my I'm last. This is uh, I've I think I've drank this on air for the last few shows. This is a little ad. This is my 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 berry milkshake IPA. Um, because of COVID and and because I'm not hanging out with my friends, this keg is lasting way too damn long, and uh, and I, I haven't been able to share it with as many people as I like. So, um, well, let's get into it. So we got I, I so throughout the show, guys, we'll we'll be pulling comments in from the. Uh, the crew, I don't know if you can see on the side of the screen, we get some comments. Uh, if somebody calls you out or asks a question, we'll bring that in. We'll jump to it. Um, just some some shout outs. I don't know if you guys know John, but he knows you. So, Oh, yeah. <laughs> the golden bozo. Oh, golden bozo. Yep. That's my new buddy. Right on. Uh, John Golden, you just said that name. Is he the one you do the uh, podcast with? Uh, he, is, he is a member of the podcast. Yep. 
Okay. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll cover that real quick. So, so Doug, you know, it's, it's great to have you on, but you, you, you just told me you did a hundred and you have 174 episodes of a podcast called beer nuts. The beer nuts. Yep. Uh, 170. We were uh, originally located on the, um, on the East side of Detroit over in St. Clair shores. We used to work out of a studio when we first started, we were scripted. Um, we have evolved or devolved into <laughs> different members in and out. Um, we've had interviews with, with brewers. Um, we've just, uh, tried to take a different little slice of beer every week and talk about it, you know, non-judgmental. Um, just, we're not snobs. We just like to talk about things, review them. Um, nice. yeah. And, and so with, with time moving on, some of our members have moved out of town. So now we have, uh, we're pretty much, um, all across the country. As far as our members go, we've got um, people in Arizona and California and North Carolina and Missouri and then here in Detroit. So um, it's usually a mix of about five, six, seven people. And we pick a topic and review the beers. So one of the things we're famous for so far in our 14 episodes is we, uh, we cannot stay on topic to save our lives as I'm showing by having a KGB episode and we're going to talk about beer nuts for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all, it's all part of, uh, of what I do. I mean, that's, um, you know, I keep myself beer busy and, um, I, I, uh, have a long, uh, corporate background Brown in the beer business. Oh, nice. Um, but you know, as, as things get older, that's sort of a young man's game. And, uh, so I moved on to bigger and better things, but I still like to keep my, um, uh, uh, pulse kind of close to what's going on. I definitely enjoy drinking beers. I moved into, you know, heavily brewing beers. And then this gives me an opportunity for an outlet for commercial beers as well as showcasing home brews as well. Yeah. So that we, we started Michigan Brews really, Jordan, Brian, and I, because we're bored and COVID and we miss each other and hanging out and drinking beer. And, and, uh, and we're really targeted more of the just the beer community or brewing community in Michigan in general, you know, we're going from home brewers to pro brewers to, uh, competitions. Uh, I, I'm going to hit up Nikki one of these days and get her on here, hopefully to talk about beer cup. Uh, love that. Surprise Nikki. Oh, yeah. I know you're listening cause you just commented or tagged something. So <laughs> I'll reach out. Uh, but yeah, just as a, a way to stay in touch, you know, we started going to Michigan homebrew fest a few, what, five years ago, I think. And, yeah. uh, you almost kicked our asses last year, but almost. you didn't. Almost. <laughs> I'm getting that too. Uh, but the community, the, the the loving, caring community here, a bunch of assholes. I mean, <laughs> uh, it's just amazing. And uh, and that's really why we started doing this show. So it's, it's cool that you have your podcast that's been going on for a long time. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can stick around that long too. Uh, but KGB, let's get into KGB. So, so, so Damon, tell us about your club. Where are you from? Um, well, uh, <laughs> Nikki, Nikki wants to say within 10 points correctly. So I, I, I actually, uh, not to, not to, you know, argue with you, but I think it was nine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically that falls within 10 still <laughs> nine is within 10. And I so. believe. All right, so if we're going to go there, Nikki, I believe that it was, it was all Mead. We won with Mead. We kicked butt with Mead, but you guys might have killed it in the sour game. So the, I think I think in, in beer, yeah. 
Yeah, well, well, and, specifically you know, in sours. There were a few golds in beer, though. I mean, I took home a gold for triple, and then we had the club brew, which was the gin barrel age saison uh, that I believe had the highest score in the whole competition, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I could be wrong. but I, I know we we did well in sours, I, I think, last year. I think we might have taken all sours. You took all sours. Yeah. I know. I, I took one. Uh, I, I know we have David Jones and I think Bill Blakesley in our club took the, the other ones. And uh, Jordan and Brian took two of the stouts. And uh, that was Jordan's first gold medal last yeah. year. <laughs> that was mine too. <laughs> <laughs> right. right on. Anyway, KGB, KGB. Uh, yeah. No, we're... Uh... We're good. So we're so KGB is uh, based out of uh, Coon Gil, uh, out of Coonan Brewing, uh, out of Warren is their original is their original location. Uh, we have a they have a second location in Clinton Township. Um, Brett and Eric, good dudes, uh, make great beer. So if you're ever around, drink it. Right on. Anyways, uh, yeah. So yeah, KGB. How how big is the club? How many members do you have? Um, uh, active at meetings prior COVID obviously has, was about, we had anywhere between, I would say between 25 and 40 members at meetings, uh, depending on, depending on the Monday and if we were meeting at, uh, second, uh, Coonan second location or not, um, and then on our active email list, I think there's like 88 people who are receiving emails from our from our club email, and I think there's a hell of a lot more on our generic club Facebook page, not our members page, uh, which have been bounced in and out, who have been bouncing in and out of the club over the last couple of years, or just have added themselves and then never left. <laughs> So, so, so you guys actually have a members only page yep. and a general page. So right. we actually have three, actually. So we have our our generic Kooningilla members, uh, Kooningilla Brewers page, which you can search as a group. We have uh, the joinable group page for anyone, and then we have our members page for only uh, dues current paid members. And so. We've so, talked about um, recently. We've talked about having so we just have one one page members and non-members, and we found I have found I've bitched about you know putting out like questionnaires or polls to to the the group and then getting all these non-members responding and it's getting frustrating and I've wondered how other clubs are doing it. So that's interesting that you guys actually yeah our, do break it apart. Our members page, especially during COVID, we had to deal with, uh, we found uh, equipment being shared, uh, club equipment being shared a lot more frequently during oh, yeah. uh, during it, uh, quarantine. So we were, we ended up having to revise some of our own bylaw policies for things and enforce things a little bit more. And because of that, we ended up having to do a, a virtual meeting and take it a multiple different polls and voting, but we did that through our member. Uh, only our paid members are allowed to, uh, or current dues members, I should say, are allowed to uh, actively give a say in club related voting things. So 
we it was it was nice to have that those those two different pages to be able to do uh differentiate uh club related business and then generic club related business right so. well, that's good to know yeah it, it works out well i mean people we get people who post to both especially people are uh, especially uh those who were once members of the club uh who haven't paid dues in a couple of years and then all of a sudden are selling off some of their equipment are posting to the generic one or people who are just uh who are new to the club but haven't paid dues yet especially the la- especially in the last couple months we've had some a lot of new interest in the club but haven't we haven't had actual like public meetings i should say in the last couple months uh so we haven't had new members actually show up and or pay dues yet so they're not a part of our members page just yet interesting so So i'm going to answer this one real quick bill we are in keepers of craft also known as the 2021 michigan beer cup winners <laughs> they needed they needed a free year from quarantine, so because they still wouldn't have been at twenty twenty. Everybody, I you know I I really uh, we joked with uh, a couple of people about buying uh, like twenty twenty medals. I said like a uh, COVID beer uh, champion or or whatever, and just selling them out, maybe raising charity or selling them for charity. Everybody. Yeah, and I think that's a genius idea. Just just stand out on a corner and sell 2020 participation trophies. That's participation trophies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, to, to, I, I won the medal for my uh, my couch. My couch uh, owes me multiple things. So, <laughs> but it's like you know, we all of the, all of that you know national beer that got destroyed and uh, um, uh, you know, or uh, some sites got turned into to, to uh, hand sanitizer. sanitizer. Yeah. I love, um, yeah. I know our site and uh, oh, Cleveland did. So yeah, Cleveland did. It was painful. Uh, it was painful for one of those entries when you have limited and then you send it in, and all of a sudden you find out it's being turned into hand sanitizer. You're like, oh, they do. We yeah, had a, you're kind of like, no, not that one. <laughs> yeah. We we had a member that had never really entered competitions before. So part of my role in Keepers of Craft is is competition coordinator and trying to encourage people to participate in competitions and um you know and, and, and i say submit everything um oh yeah but we had talked one of the i talked one of these uh guys into submitting some mead and it was like last bottles of you know this five six year old mead that he had uh and he submitted it to uh indianapolis and it got turned into hand sanitizer you know and that, and that was heartbreaking i'm like Actually, Larry, if you are watching, I think I still owe you forty bucks, buddy. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, that was it's been a terrible year. And I tried to I, I signed up to help Nikki organize the the beer cup on the east side uh, this year, and I got really excited about um, you know working with the different breweries around here and trying to drum up some more uh, you know support for Michigan Beer Cup. And then COVID hit and and it all just went to shit. So really looking forward to next year and getting back on track and uh, get back into uh, hopefully kicking your guys' ass. You know, no offense. Yeah, yeah there we go. So uh, a couple of us did get into, um, uh, there's Brewers of South Suburbia in Illinois. And uh, that was my introduction into um, home brewing, by the way, in yeah. the 90s. Uh, wow. They go way, way back. And there was I had several friends in there and, 
introduced me to home brewing and um i got started a little bit there and i lived in a small apartment in chicago and that just wasn't going to work for home brewing you know and um so i kind of backed out of it a little bit got back in a few years later but uh, uh, a couple of years back uh, a few of us entered into the, the uh, brewers of south suburbia competition and did fairly well and that uh i got my first medal out of there and that one's called the charlie york cup i have a little bit of a uh, soft spot in my heart for the charlie York cup because charlie or was my boss and he ran this uh was one of the first the first all craft beer bars in chicago land area uh, and that's all he did and, and larry bell would drive in in a van and and bring kegs and greg hall would bring up kegs out of goose island and um it was a different world back then as far as craft beer goes i always kind of kept my pulse on home brewing and it's that that particular competition i really enjoy getting involved in so we had this the start of it i believe i dropped my entries off in february or early march and then those got turned into hand sanitizer uh they just did a reboot with um which a much, much lower pared down competition. So I got two entries in that. John Golden, who you saw type in there, he's got two entries in that. So I'm looking forward to just getting one in this year, you know? It's, um, it's been a hard road just watching all this stuff go by the wayside and all these beers we brewed, you know? So we, we had uh, uh, over here in, well, in Grand Rapids, uh, Grand Rapids and the Kent County Library uh, do a competition in the earlier in the, in the year. Uh, called they call it K Dale, and uh, the Kent District Area Library, something. Um, and and so you have to you have to brew a beer that's got a literary theme or a literary reference, and you have to submit it and actually tie it to a book. And a few of us entered, um, you know, from keepers, and two of us won. Uh, and so the, the prize, there's four winners and, and the four winners get to brew at four different breweries that participate in Grand Rapids. And, uh, so we won right before COVID, uh, me and Brandon Edwards, I think I won Railtown and he won Gravel Bottom Brewing and then COVID hit and the breweries have pretty much shut down and we haven't heard from, you know, any of the breweries. And it's like, I understand, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I haven't even reached out to, to him yet to be like, when are you going to brew my beer? <laughs> Oh man, yeah, but, I had a similar situation with Four Leaf up in um, in Clare. I didn't take first, but they weren't allowing. You know, they they I took second in the competition. The first place was a sour, and they wouldn't allow any sours to be brewed on their system. But right, either way, it didn't matter. COVID hit, and that was happening. yep. COVID is totally jacked up. So, how have you guys been staying together during COVID? Oh, uh, so the first couple. The first two meetings, uh, the first two months of COVID, we actually, when people were, everything was still shut down and not even like limiting any sort of groups together. So we, we were doing, we did a virtual brew together. We did, uh, we all brewed um, an English brown ale, uh, whatever recipe we chose, we so choose or chose uh for that on a saturday sunday saturday or sunday morning i can't remember yeah it was saturday the, the big big brew day um, Got yeah yep. so back on big brew day we actually held our meeting a couple days early uh typically we're on mondays at 7 30 right right about when this started uh on the first monday of the month um but we held a couple days early to brew on to brew together on big brew day we held a zoom call uh all together and 
a lot of us uh, brewed and hung out and just, yeah, had a uh, had a very non um, uh, any sort of information forward meeting at all. Uh, the following month, we actually did a lot of voting for. We had an actual voting meeting and did a and just hung out and drank together on zoom and did another virtual meeting. And then as soon as, uh, she allowed groups, uh, groups together outside, um, in Michigan, we, in Doug's backyard, we, uh, got together. There were only, I think 13 of us that ended up showing up, uh, and we got together there and then we've been outside at K2 one month. And then we were back at Doug's this past month. Uh, this past meeting outside. And I think we max out at the first month we maxed out at about 13 people. Everyone's been kind of like posting in and saying, but most people have been keeping their distance still. Uh, The next one, I think we might sit live in. We haven't sat live on a virtual zoom in a couple months. Uh, And I think the next one we do, regardless of people gather together, um, distance wise uh, outside i think we're also well, i think we're also going to hold a zoom call could it be it'd be nice to see some people that a haven't uh been able to get out of their house because i know a couple of our members uh specifically aaron uh malberg who uh had uh he just had a kid recently before during all this right. uh and so obviously he wasn't he's not been able to get out because a young one's going to keep you regardless but yeah so. jordan jordan when was charlie Charlie's like three months old now. Yeah, three months old. So yeah, I had had a kid just at the beginning of all this too. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, I can definitely identify with it. With this struggle. And plus, everybody's got so much. Uh, it, it as much time as we all say we have on our hands, there's still a lot going on for a lot of us, and it's still hard to make that make that decision to be pull the trigger to go see somebody you haven't seen this entire time in four months. So. Um, for those of us, uh, I, I work in the restaurant industry, so I've been, I'm constantly surrounded by people and I know how to, I would like to say, I know how to do it very well distance wise, but, uh, so for the few of us that feel comfortable, we've still been gathering, uh, obviously outside because that's the only place we're allowed to do so, so that we can maintain our, maintain our distance and everything and, follow all the rules and protocols and everything that every everybody says to do. So, so, so you're talking about your next meeting being a hybrid, like in person and zoom. Yeah. I, I think, I think uh, we're going to try to do that. I know in October we normally would have or early late September or early October, we would have our chili cook off coming up. I think we're going to try to uh, at us as officers, if you're listening, I was going to reach out sometime this week. Um, uh, um, uh, we're we're going to have to figure out how to how to still run forward with our chili cook-off because that's usually one of our biggest um, fundraisers for the year for us as a club. Plus, it's always a good time and some some uh, and I've I've I've. I got to win first this year. I haven't even placed in the last three years, so I mean, I've been working on it all year long on the chili. So I, I got, I got, I'm coming for, coming for everybody. Nice. So. I hear you. I hear you. I feel the same way, you know. And, and just to backtrack a little bit, zooming and brewing is a bit awkward. 
<laughs> actually, you know, I, I, so Nikki said that too. Awkward virtual brew days. Um, yeah. <laughs> I so, can sign in, but after that, I mean, all bets are off. I'm busy. We, 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 did, we did a virtual Big Brew Day, too, and it was okay. Um, and, and then I was going to talk about homebrew exchanges with Nikki, uh, what Nikki brought up with homebrew exchanges. We did the same thing. Um, I, and I think what we did with our, our Big Brew Day beer is everybody that participated in that got together in a parking lot where they could be socially distanced. And then we, they got to, to trade those beers. I, I participated in Big Brew Day, but I couldn't make the the homebrew exchange but i will say i've had a lot of beer show up on my my porch um okay. i've done i've done a bunch of beer deliveries you know so are you guys doing that are you trying to obviously nikki says beer exchanges and stuff yeah yeah uh, it's it's definitely an open possibility i mean it, it's there's a lot of conversation on the site so somebody's saying i got four beers what do you got i mean it it, it swirls around and it gets around quick yeah, we we've got we've got people, especially anytime. Like I said, we've had a lot of uh, club owned equipment being bounced around from uh, member to member, and I think pretty much every time a uh, a club equipment changes hands, there's also a trade of at least a couple beers in that whole thing that's happening every time. Uh, and I know some people were like, "All right, I've got five. I can do." five four packs to share who wants to who wants to trade with me and that was happening early on uh throughout the early uh the early two months of uh quarantine so we're trying i mean a lot for most of us we've had a lot more time on our hands to brew a lot more than we would ever know how to drink so uh we're just we're we're just trying to share and part that's that's the part of the fun of the homebrew community anyways i mean it's nice to brew your own stuff but part of it is like i want to give my own stuff away because then i can a brew more which is part of the passion and b then i get to trade and drink somebody else's passion at the same time i'm giving my stuff away and they're giving me good stuff and i'm giving them good stuff so yeah it's i i just bothered brian to see if he was on we they did a there was a facebook group here in kalamazoo called uh Oh, shit, Jordan, you remember what it was called? Kalamazoo Beer Fairies, or? Oh yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, with uh, beer fairies, yep. something like that. Yeah, and you just sign up on on Facebook. You'd be like, uh, it was, it was, it was in that you know in, in the Kalamazoo area, uh, and and you could just sign up and be like, I got homebrew or or this beer, or I'm down, and somebody would show up and leave a six pack on your doorstep. And so I I didn't get to participate in in it too much. Uh, Brian was big on it. Uh, He's going to be on in about 15 minutes or so. Um, but I wish I, that's one thing I do miss is, is trying, you know, meeting as a group and trying everybody's beer. We, we do a lot of feedback, you know, and try to, you know, make the beer better and, uh, you know, do this so that we can kick KGB's ass um, <laughs> you know, and, and, and strategizing, you know, to make our beer better. <laughs> that is, that is the one thing I miss about being in person is, is uh, although, Granted, I don't know if your your member who just had a kid has ran into the same problem. I just 
still learning to be a dad and a parent. Like, don't haven't had as much time to brew. I think in the past four months <laughs> oh. I've brewed like three times or so. It's like nah, this this oh. is his this is his third kid. Yeah, Aaron's oh, kid. number one. <laughs> this is his third kid. Right. So he's uh by, by number I, three, you're letting him play out in the backyard on his own. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's, it's <laughs> our, it, he's got a he's got baby gate, so he brews off a picnic table. His setup is He's got a, a tear off on his on a, on top of the picnic table, and he's got the like that that typical baby gate all the way around his, the picnic table. So he lets his brew go, or he's got the he's got a brewer's edge, and he just brews in the basement, and he just block, blocks off I think that section of the basement. But yeah, for the most part, his kids are nowhere near, or they're running around crazy while he's outside inside of the gate, rolling okay. around. So um, now his. No, uh, his, his other, his, he's got, uh, his other two boys are, uh, they're, they're, they're getting there. <laughs> so see, I'm, I'm heading up North in two days to drop my youngest off at college. And, Where, uh, all, all, how far up North Michigan tech all the oh, way. Okay. Oh, wow. All the way. Yep. All the way. <laughs> yeah. And then Jordan just starting. <laughs> What's that? I oh yeah, yeah, just starting. Sorry, right, so you saw me swatting it, so I caught a mosquito. I don't know how well, I got in that basement, but so let's jump back into to KGB. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we our, did, did we cover uh like what your positions are in, in the club and like, um, what that entails. We did not. Uh I am the current uh current president. And I'm the current vice president. So, uh, Doug and I work very closely hand in hand together, uh, overseeing operations of the club, uh, in very, uh, uh, boiled down terms, I should say. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on, especially this year. It's a new challenge in general, um, to deal with. So our, I know our, uh, our officers board has uh, faced a lot more, a lot more communication and challenges that I'm not sure other uh, officers have faced uh, in the past. As far as all of us are always online together, it seems like at the same time. So communication is almost instantaneous for a lot of us. Uh, so that's kind of cool and kind of intense at the same time because there's so many conversations that happen really, really fast. And if you don't catch it, you look back and you're like, oh, I missed 20 messages. Holy crap. <laughs> and so well, um, you guys have been doing great. So I well, appreciate Thank it. You, Nikki. <laughs> we're, we're trying. Uh, but yeah, so like I said, Doug and I work very closely uh, hand in hand and just directing the club. Uh, the rest of, uh, we have a six person officers board, if I can think correctly. Um, I'm being told, yes, Duke's in the room with me, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah. right. so, uh, I, I personally have been very lucky to succeed, uh, Duke as pre in presidency. Cause I also happen to see him all the time because he's my father so that's kind oh, nice. of convenient nice. Yeah. Nice. so, so, so kind of convenient on that one it's uh he's, he's so, a legacy so. yeah <laughs> uh, do you guys do term limits or anything like that on your officers 
we do yes. two term two term limits per uh per position. So interesting. Uh, Duke termed himself out in presidency and decided to sit back and watch the ride. Nice. Uh, so and I had one year in secretary as secretary, and then every nobody else really felt. I mean, not nobody. I shouldn't say nobody, but I got, I got, uh, I got, uh, kind of like moved into into the hey, you should run for president, and I went okay. <laughs> and then, of course, this last year has been a whirlwind because not only have I been, uh, I got promoted twice at work inside of this time frame already. I oh, wait, also do you also work for your dad? No. Oh, okay. Then David, it's out. No nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not work for him. Uh, um, but I got promoted twice at work inside of that. Well, on top of managing a new relationship, moving into a house, and now COVID on top of that. Wow. So then they just threw present on top of all of that shit. Yeah. Too. Yep. Yep. Nice. So it's it's been it's been a fun ride, but and no, for the record. Duke's right. He did not. He's not the one who pushed me. Um, Bob, Hart, Bob Hart is the one who really gave me that tip over the edge. So, well, our, I, I was making fun of David because he's our president, and uh, <laughs> and we this is this guy, and we don't have term limits, and I think we've elected him for life. So, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, a, a few of our presidents, I'm sure, have been glad we have. I had term limits, uh, specifically like Steve Smallenberg. Uh, I'm sure Duke and Gary Marshall both probably could have been nominated and or elected for life. So I'm both. I'm sh- I'm sure both of them are glad that we have term limits because with I'm sure Gary would not be doing uh, uh, would not have potentially opened Cadillac if he was elected for life for presidency. So. Right. And, well, and it, and it keeps yeah. things fresh, and it gets some new ideas. And we've had a lot of changes this year: uh, changes to bylaws, changes to how we've approached um, uh, our our club competitions, our inter club competitions. Which, unfortunately, that's sort of gone by the wayside with yep. with um, not being able to really hold those in the way that we we would prefer. But those changes are in place, and I think they've they've been positive changes, and and they've come in from some some fresh new faces. I mean, I'm new to the um, I'm new to the officers club. I've been in the club three years, and and so I got sort of um, you know put in a place, and and you know I like to bring some fresh ideas to the table, things that I think will work, and and mostly everybody's been very receptive to. Um, some of the new changes and, and keeping things moving forward. I mean, it doesn't have to be permanent in the club, but hey, let's try something new. Let's, let's, you know, and, and, and like club inner club competition felt like it was getting stale and there weren't a whole lot of entries being yeah. in. So we just kind of revamped it and opened it up and said, you know, let's, let's just, let's free for all. You know, yeah. how you long have you guys it, you been turn around? Whatever you want, just you can't turn it in two times. So if you if you turn in an American IPA, that's your only American IPA entry for the year. Right. How, how long have you guys been around? That's a 
Good question. I uh, fifteen. We can right? always kick yeah. it to the comments. Somebody you in the comments. Come in and comment. I was yeah. thinking it's fourteen, fifteen years. Yeah, that um, sounds about right. I don't have an official exact date. Uh, I know I was trying to. Yeah, I know. Don't, I asked, don't ask yeah. us that. <laughs> yeah, uh, we well, been, I, I was going to try to tie it in. We're we've only been around <laughs> for a few years. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah so, so we're relatively new, and and we're still kind of there, there's an older club in Kalamazoo I think that a lot of us participated in um but but Nikki's saying 11-ish years uh but no just just the comparative keepers I think you know officially I think we've only been around a few years and that's why we're still in this um you know sticking David Jones with uh president for forever <laughs> I, I think when we first started or when KGB first started, there weren't term limits on anything. I think somebody I not I don't have uh, a direct history on everybody who's been a pre or on all the presidents, but I'm sure the, the first president was around was in that position for a, uh, quite a few years, uh, if I can remember correctly. So it, it just kind of uh, gave or it kind of uh, as we've uh, grew as a club, we evolved a little bit. So, and just realized that maybe it's not a good idea to leave the same person in office forever. So they get tired and burnt out and it's not, it's no fun if the person at the people running your club or is supposedly in charge of your club, just don't have the same interest and or passion level that. Sure. Well, and, and to out. add to that, it's not that any of those members have gone away. I mean, Obviously, Steve Smallenberg and Duke are a big yeah. part of our club, and I mean, oh, yeah. have a big say um, in in the matters of of business and Gary as well. Um, but it's just being carried out by new members, and then there's the inf the influx of sort of I haven't been here before doing this, so this is what I think of it. And then there's more input from the members that way um, that can create some really really good things. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, uh, you know, um, on that, how, what do you guys do to keep your keep your members engaged or keep things fun while uh, while while uh, at, still at the same time educational, keep that knowledgeable rolling? Uh, well, before COVID hit, we normally set up and we do some sort of topic. Each, uh, we had been doing uh, a topic discussion each meeting. Uh, I know we've had uh, we had a representative from Fermentus come in and talk about um, uh, all the uh, talk about the dry yeasts. Uh, we've had uh, Mike and Barry, uh, who are shout out to Traxfuel that's coming around. Yeah, I'm going to plug that. That's fine. Um, uh, there, that's coming around. But we've had them come on and talk about uh, talk about mead making. We've had Bob Hart come on. Uh, and well, I say, come on, but stand at the front of our meeting and, uh, talk about, um, kombucha making, uh, one of our, um, members, Brian Geisler just got married. Uh, he also talked, uh, he did a closed, how to do a closed transfer. And he came up and did a whole presentation on that on, on for closed transfers and no oxygen. Uh, so we just kind of choose. It's usually, I, I know uh, prior to me, Doug, uh, Duke was doing uh, kind of creating a 12-month list of 
either if we've had, if we're going to do a pairing or if somebody's coming on to talk, or if we're going to have a, um, uh, uh, a guest come and speak for us. And so we're kind of doing, um, we kind of had that, uh, he had that set up. And so I kind of, I had a plan, but we we all know COVID and 2020 kind of took that in a totally different direction. So we're playing by the wayside right now. Uh, so, but yeah, so that, that's kind of where, how we ended up doing or how we have that set up. Uh, and with that, I know a lot of our later months are usually, we do a chocolate and beer pairing where we specifically bring, uh, chocolate to pair with one of our homebrews. And we do, um, we've done other, uh, cheese and we've done a cheese and beer pairing or cheese pairing in general. Cause every we have a lot of members who make meads or mead and wine so and cheese still pairs with those so we have a lot we do that kind of thing um yeah so we we try to do we try to do some sort of educational point at least or discussion based at each of our uh meetings we've even done um taken that a step further um, so Steve Mullenberg has held a water, uh, water chemistry class, uh, on, on a, on a Saturday for any, uh, for just a select member or select, um, group who signed up to want to get more interest or more, uh, knowledge on how to like enhance their water, uh, chemistry. Cool. so I, I like the idea of pairings. I know Nikki just mentioned dessert pairings and you said chocolate and cheese and, I know at Keepers, you know, we, we, we try to write, you know, some presentations. I've done a presentation on, uh, you know, brewing for competitions and Brian's done a yeast presentation. David, just this past week, we, or uh, last week we did, you know, this weekend, whatever. <laughs> Days are all running together. Uh, David Jones, our president, did a, a, a fermented foods presentation, you know, that he wrote. But I like the idea of, of pairings and, and pairing food with our beers and, that's a really cool idea. I hope that we can get back to that once COVID, once we're out of COVID. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I, I, I'm I'm interested. I know I've been asked, and I, I think Brian has uh, to to speak at other clubs, um, you know, around here uh, to do, um, you know, like Brian did his yeast presentation for another club, uh, South County homebrew and I, Drew Jacobs, one of our other members did a mead presentation for them. Um, we should uh, get in touch about doing some, maybe some guest zoom presentations and uh, see, I, I don't think we've had anybody outright do a kombucha presentation at Keepers. Yeah. Interested to see that. I think, that's, talk a, about I, it I think that's a great idea to trade off in that regard. Um, and then when things open up, you know, I know I, I travel a lot for work and I'm in all kinds of different places. Oh, absolutely. At any given time. So, I mean, I might even be able to sit down in a meeting on you guys if that were all right. And, absolutely. you know, give a talk about whatever I do, you know, in regard to brewing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got some good size, you know. <laughs> as far as uh, we actually just started last week, we felt like, with some with the last couple months not doing a zoom or virtual meeting for some of our members because we actually have uh a couple member members who are uh who live in canada and obviously the border is still closed so they haven't been able to make it 
uh, over to any sort of meeting because they can't even come over into Michigan right now. Um, so we just started last week doing uh, – we've been posing topics on our members page and threads to keep keep, uh, keep, people uh, yep, keep people engaged and interested uh, in discussions going. Um, we talked about what's our go-to recipe or go-to um, brew to always do and – we're going to start keeping – we actually, with that, decided uh, to keep a file of all of those just for new members who might want to try a uh, – or to brew a tried-and-true recipe uh, out of the club. That's so. a good idea. That is a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I take no <laughs> credit for that at all. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, I, don't know. I don't know, Jason, did you want to want to clarify that name? Drew Doster. Uh, <laughs> he's not watching. So earlier I said Drew uh, Jacobs did a media presentation. That is a country music star. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, who I don't even watch. I don't even know why I said that fucking name. Uh, I, I, uh, Drew You're Doster right. is our member. Uh, he wasn't actually watching. You could have let that go, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> Because I think he's still camping in the uh, well, he out, commented, out the he earlier. Did he? God yeah. damn it! All right, <laughs> Drew. I'm sorry. I thought he did. Shit, maybe, he did. Maybe, maybe he did. Yeah, there was, it is. Yeah. Drew Doster, <laughs> uh, who happens to be in the process of opening Doster Brewing Company in yeah. uh, in, in Vicksburg, Michigan. So nice. Yeah, not Drew Jacobs. Uh, the uh, he is the country western star. The uh, oops, this one, yeah, happy watching. Sorry, god damn it. Uh, anyway, I'm drunk, it's all good. <laughs> so, what do you guys do for club competitions? Do you guys have anything internal that you uh do to keep the members engaged? Uh, Doug, you take this away. I'm gonna grab another <laughs> beer, yeah. All right, I just need another uh, beer. So we've, so. we've just revised our club competition what we had been doing is is we had a style calendar and then four times a year you would hit the style calendar and brew whatever was on that style calendar and well you know we, we started noticing that the participation was dwindling and dwindling and i know myself like thinking you know i'm getting ready for a beer competition these aren't styles that i'm really strong at um so I'm going to focus on what I'm strong at. And and so a few of us got together and just came up with some, you know, sort of brainstormed and said, let's do this. Let's just set our competition as a competition. So it's no different than, say, if we were doing a BJCP competition where it's it's wide open, right? We get four times a year. You get two entries per, per so it's eight times. Uh, you got eight beers for the year. Um, you pick a style, you enter it. Um, you can't repeat that style through the rest of the year. So you have an opportunity to brew eight different styles of beer and turn them into the club inter into, uh, club competitions. And uh, I mean, the, 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 the response to when I when presented the, the idea was overwhelming. People were just like thrilled to see it. And then unfortunately, this all kind of, and it came about on us and, and um, you know, sort of ruined our party in a way. But, you know, moving forward, I still think that's a great way to go. Um, yeah, I like it, that. It's I, a way, like, if you say you take an historic style, 
that nobody's doing or nobody's even heard of and you introduce somebody to it and they they happen to think that they like the beer and, and you know it's just a way to get a whole bunch of other beers out and about you know it um i just thought it kind of opened things up to what is reality when it comes to a beer conference you pick and choose you know you're not told i right. get like you know there's some fun things you can do like sort of um a chopped basket of a competition you want to do that on the side for fun uh <laughs> stuff like that you know and and mh stuff has done it you know where you've got like tomato and whatever i mean just goofy stuff um you know that's there and that's that's what mhf is for i think um but you know solidifying your skills in a bjcp environment it just it brings everybody up to another level with their brewing you know oh yeah and you get you get beginners that say well can i put lavender in my brown ale and you're like yeah you can but you know you're gonna you're gonna fall on your face if you enter that in the competition. Yeah, no, it's right. It's, so it's, you're you're singing my song because I, you know, what I preach to my club is is to get everybody to enter their beers in BJCP competitions to get that feedback. To you're not going to get any better feedback than uh, unbiased judges, you know, ripping your beer apart. Um, and uh, you know, we we I always say, you know, it's like if if I drink one of Brian's beers, I'm always going to tell him it's good beer because I like him. Uh, don't, don't lie <laughs> but it's you know 90 percent of the time it's shit and uh there it is. thanks for joining us brian hey, hey, yeah hi, hi to you too <laughs> yeah I was uh, <laughs> uh, it, you know i i uh you had to ask and I, I wanted to come on and have like a quip ready and be like oh i had better shit to do than come on and smack talk about who we we're gonna you know win the beer cup next year but <laughs> Since you're, since you're so kind, you know, as to ask, it was it was it was a wonderful dinner. Thank you. And side note, y'all needed the extra year anyway, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. We didn't we didn't get any worse, and we're not sitting on our laurels. So. Hey, if anything, if anything, the sours I was starting to brew to to try to kick your ass in that category to take it back they're only going to be better in a year anyway so that's that's true and, and on the same note we've really rallied the meat army to uh yep. to, to come and bring it to you guys i know a lot of our, our members and brian's uh girlfriend is even getting into the game with the meads and uh call it to shana is she laying on the floor this time brian no no she's <laughs> on the couch oh, okay yeah. cool uh, cool cool um so yeah with the competitions you know we 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 tried um <laughs> we we tried doing a I, I wanted to do three a year i wanted to do uh, like uh, something fun um you know we've done cereal beer competitions and we've we've you know different goofy things um a fantasy draft that david jones put on that was really awesome where everybody drafted ingredients like a football fantasy draft that um, sounds awesome Oh yeah, you should get talk with, with, with David and, and get how he did that. It was crazy. He even went so far as to make sure like all of our local shops had the ingredients. Like so, the ingredients you were drafting were shit that you could go and get. Um, that was really cool. It was a fun process. I I hated the beer that I came out with, but that's <laughs> yeah, that's part of the fun. But uh, you know this 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 last one we did as a fun competition. Uh, I tried to do an iron brew where we drew through. Three three ingredients out of a hat, and that just fell flat, man. 
<laughs> there were some interesting beers that came out of it because what were the ingredients? It was uh, kiwi, cherry, and nuts. Yep. <laughs> and you're like, kiwi and cherry, I can work with that. And then nuts. <laughs> but we, we, did, we did come to the conclusion that coconut was actually considered a nut. Was that, yeah, was that but, like uh, actually but, true or was that just it, us it, being it, opinion? It at least they were what biologists you ask. I mean, I guess at least they were coconuts instead of these nuts. So these nuts. Well, <laughs> uh, we may have had a few of those. <laughs> a few ER trips after uh, you know, trying to whirlpool or something. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, we're um I, I, at our next competition. We're gonna. I'm I'm trying to do one BJCP judged. Uh, you know, members only. Uh, beer your best, brew your best beer, whatever style you want. Um, and we're going to try to find some judges to uh, outside of the club that will actually rate the beer and, and fill out the forms. Uh, I think the other nice thing about internal, I'm not, I don't think Doug touched on it. I think the other nice thing about internal competitions is uh, for those who uh, have never, have never helped judge a beer ever before or who have no, very little experience in doing that or don't necessarily feel comfortable offering their services up to judge at like say beer cup or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that's where I started, uh, understanding the whole judging a beer. And so we, it's another one of those things enter to get your feedback, but also participate in helping to judge because then you can also start to understand, um, the, that whole BJCP uh, judging guidelines, uh, which will also help you brew better yeah. as a brewer, but it also help you be able to give better feedback uh, if you do happen to judge somebody's beer. So, or, or even just like the, the the logistics probably that go into running a competition, like that too. You probably don't even understand how complicated it is until you decide to start one and then like the entries start coming in and then you're like oh my god what am i doing so well we so that's that's being said having never actually ran like a really large organized bjcp type competition before so i think we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna step into that one a little bit blind uh yeah soon. i think it'll yeah. be fun it will be and and, and and it is great that you called that out i had to run and get a beer too um i really wanted to come and help last year uh you know i know Nikki, you know, kind of advertises looking for help stewarding and stuff like that. And I think it'd be great to come and come over and see how that's all done and organized. I know right now this year for our little mini BJCP competition, I'm actually just going to be dropping beer off to some judges' houses uh, and hoping that they get together on Zoom to judge it. Um, but that's that's uh, judging and COVID and how that's going to you know screw everything up. Yeah, and I, I really like that idea. I think maybe that's something, uh, Damon, that we need to look at, too, is, um, you know, we, we've yeah. missed out on all our competitions. Maybe we just have one that's a drop-off. And, you know, I was looking at, um, I had mentioned the uh, Brewers of South Suburbia and how they're doing theirs as a virtual um, judging. So each judge is going to get four, or they, you turn in four on this one, yep. instead of two or three. Um, so... Maybe that's maybe that's something we need to look at doing, and, and um, you know, yeah. we get our judges in place, and then put the competition together, and just have one and done. So we we at least have something to show for the year, as opposed to missing one, two, three, and then you know having four come up on us. So yeah, I I, I can dig I can dig that because uh, otherwise otherwise we have another competition that ends up having a bunch of entries sitting now in my garage from. <laughs> 
I, from, yeah, I want a couple of those guys. Yeah, I, they're 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 safe and they're sound, and I I promise I haven't drank any. That's of okay. That's all right. I mean, there's a I, there's a bourbon barrel aged smoked porter in there. That's that's there's nothing wrong with it sitting as long as it does. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, that 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 is how you know I was planning on doing the four bottles, and uh, I think I've I've started to advertise. I'm going to pick them up, or we'll find a drop off spot in November. And then I'm just going to drive them, you know, to the various judges' houses that I can find. I've only got, really only have one judge right now. So maybe I need my, I might have to drive over to, to Detroit and drop off some beer to you guys. <laughs> we, got, we got a lot of people who I'm sure would not mind giving judgeable feedback. So that's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm really looking forward to is, and I, you know, I tell, all of the members it's it's the feedback you know one of the stories i have is on my coffee stout i started in you know seven years ago it was, i was scoring like 14 15 it was shit beer you know i think you're all the way up to like 20 last year Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 44 asshole you guys are uh, i love him but no it's it's because of that it's my most metal beer it's my most judge beer but i i take all of that feedback i take you know their their comments about you know, too astringent, too malt bitter, you know, not enough balance or whatever. And I tweak that recipe every time and I rebrew it and I've gotten it up into, you know, my most metal beer. Uh, and and it, it consistently kicks ass um, in most competitions. Not one so. with the KBGB, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we sweep like Irish style? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, we, we, we actually do <laughs> kick KGB's ass with that one, or our stouts in general. So That's know. okay. Yeah, yeah. It's all fun. <laughs> anyway, um, so what else do you do? So, so you've got your, your, are you doing your four competitions this year? Are you still trying to do something? Is that why you have beer in your garage? Uh, no. So that actually was, uh, our, our meeting in March, uh, got, was a turn in for a, our very first, uh, competition. And, uh, I, as president, I ended up with them all to take home. So that was kind of fun. Uh, we were supposed to, and we were going to have a judging site or judging date and time and to do later in March. And then as we all know, our wonderful, lovely COVID hit. So it's been in my, it was in my car and then in my apartment and then now in my garage since I just moved into a house. So it's been bounced around in various spots and they've been kept safe since, but yeah, no, we haven't, we haven't um, uh, had a chance to do the judging and I have two bottles of probably, 12 or 14 entries or so oh, wow. there's like there's like 12 or 14 entries about two bottles each and no it's probably closer to 12 not 14 and see that's that's exciting though because that was the first of the change that, that we did was. we went from four or five entries to 14 or 15 entries just by making a simple change on the rules of competition yeah, so it, it 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 trended in the right direction as far as participation for sure. I I gotta say, like, I'm surprised it's it's even that low. Like, considering the the number of like participants you have at like the Michigan Homebrew Festival and stuff like that, like uh, your your club seems like pretty active. Like in in a lot of these 
you know, well, events and I, stuff I, like I, that. But I mean, let's let's be honest here. By March first, I think a lot of us were getting really nervous. That's um, fair. I That's had just come fair. back from from a, a trip where I thought, oh man, I don't know how I'm going to do this anymore because I travel a lot for work. I just don't see me. I, something's got to change here because of what's going on, and, and things started to explode at that point. So that was the first. And normally, we probably would have had a higher turn in, and we would have been able to solicit more outside of the people that couldn't make that meeting because. We do meet in two different spots, so it seems that um, when we meet in the Clinton Township location, it's not as well attended, and it is a little bit out of the way for some people, um, right. and yeah. a little harder to get to, and, you know, you're drinking some beers, and you've got to worry about things, you know, yep, yep. Um, on that on that front, you know. Yeah, but, but the nice thing about meeting at that location is they're technically closed on Monday, so it's just all it's just us. And the, and the taps are wide open, so you know, <laughs> yeah. if you can imagine, you, have you, can help yourself to, you can help yourself to a bourbon barrel age 4D in a pint glass, and you're going to be like, woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Plus, we are supposed to be doing uh, talk about another one of those educational side pieces. We're supposed to be having a uh, distilling presentation at this particular meeting. Unfortunately, they had a shift in employment the week before that meeting, so that was not able to have happen. But we still meet every uh, three months, or every I'm sorry, every four months we meet at K2 uh, in the, so their Clinton township location. And so, uh, it's nice to have the place to ourselves to be able to do some of those larger presentations that we do. Uh, we had a couple of years back done a distilling presentation there. That's where we had our, um, our, uh, yeast fermentus yeast presentation. Uh, we had a representative from then come out. Um, so, but, and that was fantastic. And, and you know, one of our one of our soft meetings or just sort of our get-togethers that was there a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. um, the guys had brought out a vodka that was made from better made potato chips. No, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. it was it was nuts, right? It was, it was, it was a little hot still, but because yeah, sure. I mean, but he had literally crazy, he had but, literally just cut it that day. So uh, okay. Uh, but I mean, before. come on, who who serves vodka made from potato chips? That's oh, all. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, been, so, go ahead, Brian. That wasn't me. That wasn't no, me. I was gonna say they were doing. Oh. They they've been doing some fun stuff over there too. So, but that's awesome. Um, Brian brought up homebrew fest. We haven't really touched on homebrew fest yet, and uh, yeah, look at that. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's so, a soft spot right now. So it's okay uh, though. <laughs> I know, you know, you know, it's it's sad. It's it's we're supposed to be recovering right now. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah, I, yeah. I would all be, our uh, would all our recovering. from sand fleas should be all bright and red yeah. on the ankles. I mean, you know, you know this, this is this is. I don't get it, those, but yeah. In in the club, like I joined keepers to bring them to homebrew fest. I I got them to come to homebrew fest. That, that was my deal like this is my beer this is beer christmas i just lost the biggest holiday of the year yeah. oh yeah i i was when this whole thing started i was like and people were getting canceled concerts canceled and like trips and vacations i was like ah by the middle of august we'll be good and then when they started <laughs> posting when uh when 
uh, Homebrewfest committee started posting like, yeah, we're going to try to make it happen, blah, blah, blah. I was like, sweet, we're going to try to make this happen still. And then when that news came that it was canceled, I was like, I was like, all right, now I'm now I'm annoyed with this whole thing. I was like, I could deal right. with everything else that had to happen. I was like, but then you took then you took you home took the fest for me. And I was like, yeah. nope. Yeah. I was yeah. like, that was right. it. I was like, we're done now. <laughs> and especially, yeah, especially because yesterday, today, and I think tomorrow are the exact year ago dates. So yeah. of course, anything so <laughs> Every anything you posted on like Facebook, or yeah, Snapchat Facebook memories have been all, oh, all, yeah. all yeah. coming back. So yeah, all the like, memories. Yeah. I mean, aside yeah. from just people sharing the shit, like you know, all oh, yeah. weekend long, I sit here and I see even I see posts from Nikki and posts uh-huh. from Pat and Ben and all these. Oh, look at what we were doing a year ago, and I'm like, fuck you, you know, yep. like fuck. Well, me. and the, and, yeah. and you know, not only that, I mean, the preparations that go into it, and so you know, in in. Damon, you'll appreciate this. I mean, last year we went with a gin barrel age saison. It was a saison that we did sort of as a club um, get together, and then mm-hmm. we aged it in a Valentine uh, gin barrel. That was a cold freaking day, by the way. Oh man, was it ever! I mean, we we had to move our. I, we were at my house. We had to move stuff inside to unfreeze, um, so <laughs> the, we could. Yeah, we could the emer- put stuff into into fermenters. I mean, I think did. the emergency froze, everything froze. Yeah, <laughs> wow. But you know, we took a gold with that. We still have the gin barrel sitting in my in my cellar. I have a true root cellar in my basement. We actually have five. House. We have five gallons, barely. Uh, I think I, I that that's one of those things that I sent into uh, um, NHC. So that sucks that I lost two two bottles of that uh, or three bottles of that but we uh, had we had uh so it was a 15 gallon gin barrel and we had we took 10 gallons last year and we had five gallons that we were sitting on this year to bring to this year's mhf and so i ended up taking i had an extra entry uh free entry that i didn't know what the hell to send in because i had some stuff that was not so great and that tends to happen sometimes but uh so i i took and i was like I'll send in our gin barrel. Yeah, sir, sure. Why not? I, I don't have that category covered yet. So, uh, but we do still have just shy of five gallons of that sitting cold. It's been cold this entire time. So it's still good on that, that front. Uh, but we also have 15 gallons. Now this is gin barrel V2 version two. And this year we were not going to do, um we're not doing saison this year we brewed a, a belgian pale to go into the gin barrel uh for the second round and we had that pretty much all ready to rock and roll and go in and, and i'm thinking as i see this stuff like kind of winding backwards and thinking we're not going to get this done are we we're not going to do this and uh so as it happened i mean we still have 15 gallons of beer that's and it's about to go into the gin barrel now because I didn't want to put it in and have it sit for nothing and then uh-huh, right. have it sitting there. So, you know, fingers crossed, at least some of this will make it to our Christmas party in January. Right. Yeah. And part of the yeah. part of the delay was on my end. Uh, you, yeah, every you think you sanitize enough and then every once in a while you get that you get you get that part that uh, all of a sudden you get a Belgian golden that uh, decides to catch an infection and you're like. 
oh, I've got a random sour. Oh, okay, <laughs> cool. Yeah. So I actually have that sitting uh, uh, in the other room for me right now. The I rebrewed my five gallons worth so that I could get my five gallons in there for for our club. But I do have the the original five gallons that has a it's a little funky on top looking so yeah it's, it's going good i'm gonna bottle it condition i'm gonna bottle condition it in uh 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 belgian bottles and see how it rolls yeah yeah, yeah I mean, sure. good news is all those all those belgian beers have had time to age before they actually go into the gin barrel so yeah. the character that's coming out of each of those kegs and it's interesting because we've got three different um you know three different vessels that they were fermented in and there's a little bit of character a little bit of different character between each of them there's a common theme but you know each one is just a little bit slightly different and they're all going to go in that into that gin barrel at some point uh, but there was no rush, you know, at that it, it just became right. like kind of a moot point. Like, okay, we can focus on a few other things and we'll move that forward when the time is ready. So, so let's talk about how your club participates though in Michigan Homebrew Fest, because, you know, so I started, I started four years ago, I think five years ago by myself, me and my wife day tripping, which is a huge mistake. If anybody ever watches it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah yeah you can't day trip there uh, don't, don't day trip yeah uh, you know and then I, I i grew that i the next year i showed up with two other guys my wife and and, and david and matt and then the next day the next year it was like brian and jordan and david and matt and then last year it was i don't know we had like 19 20 people yeah, really. but the, the whole time we're looking down at kgb and you guys are fucking pirates and you're mad max and you're uh, you know, you guys are going nuts. Like you've got 30 beers on tap. You've got the, the most decorated fort. Uh, you've got yeah, these it, amazing salsas you, that I steal tomatoes from. You say the most decorated fort, except it took us all the way up until last year when we dumbed it down for our, our sake of things, as far as I know, for us to finally win the dead grass award. So I, I want that. No, I want that. <laughs> Out there in the air, the live stream air that it took us until last year, even though he just said we had the most decorated fort. So you, you, you did. All right. You know, so the other club that will I'll leave nameless right now, you know, they they seem to they have a good theme, but they never decorate like you guys decorate. They never they never go all out. I think like you guys have. But they also have the mead mamas, which kind of kicks everybody's ass. So yeah, yeah, frozen frozen meads are pretty damn right. good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh Jesus! But so so, so what do you guys do for that? How do you get that club in, in interaction? Because we like we tried, you know, <laughs> just last year to come up with some themes, and got what? our ass handed to us by who was it? Brian Motor City Mashers. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they won last uh, previous to us. So well, um, we had a, we had similar themes, but like all the ideas that we came up with, they took them and did they did it right. Like we were shit. I think I, I I'm not exactly. Maybe Doug can elaborate on this after me, but I mean, Doug and I pretty much joined the club roughly around the same time frame, so we're still a little new to that side of things. But uh, I don't know. We just. MHF has always been a for some for most of our club just a very very fun vacation and just a highlight of the summer. So a lot of our 
we actually had it, it's more of a struggle to get i think some of our members to submit beers to uh beer cup than it is for some of us or for submit beers to beer cup than it is for our members to show up even just for a day or two to mhf and we all just enjoy the fun of mhf it boils down to that i think mm-hmm. for a lot of us and part of it is enjoying the fun but we also enjoy just being dumb idiots but uh, that might just be me personally talking i'm i'm a dumb idiot so it's fine and i can totally get behind being pirate man maxing out or just being a uh total russian spy so but oh yeah, it, the Russian yeah, spy team. Oh, that's right. Remember that. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, yeah, the Russian spy team, and and you guys will appreciate this. So the club is named KGB, and this is a little bit of sidebar. Um, so we've got like online forms that people can fill out, and then we've got our Facebook page that people can hit. Um, and one guy, I I don't know, this is about a month ago, month a little bit over a month ago, some guys had- trying to join our club, who's actually. A member of the real KGB. He was working for Interpol out of out of the Netherlands as a KGB agent. And, yeah, and every once in a while it, it was funny. <laughs> we but, we it it seems to come across every once in a while that we get like I uh some of our inquiry forms off our um uh uh website um that I can't even read because they're actually in legitimate Russian. And it seems like, and I'm like, how did you even find us? Like, yeah, you always see the dot RU at the end of it and you know, immediately, Oh, that's not for us. But I think, I think a a lot of our um, uh, participation in the MHF comes from, there's so many facets that we have expertise in. And I don't mean this in a, um, kind of a braggadocious way. I mean, we have some excellent mead makers. We have excellent beer makers. We have great sour makers and uh, people who do dark beers very well. People who do low ABV beers very, very well. Um, I think it's that whole kind of thing there. Everybody comes together and it all fits together. So when you got a board, when you got a beer or two up on that tap board, that might not be in the, uh, in the competition itself. That's that's every bit as much as important as having a beer in the competition. Absolutely. But, you know when you when you pull all that stuff apart and then and then on top of that you have Barry and Michael Spears opening up their meat bar. Dude, that that's the trump card right there. You know. Um, or Smiley opening up power uh, sour power hour. Sour and- hour. And not just and not just doing his own like sour stuff because he does amazing stuff, but like bringing out commercial shit that he's been collecting for years and years and years, and just showcasing yeah. things that bring would bring people to um to to the to our tent, and uh, especially I I think for us last year, uh, the way we set it up, we set it up more inclusive as in far as in like come hang out there's spots for you to sit there's space for you to hang out and be uh, within our club boundaries and i think that for us we we took it uh last year that's a, 
that's the way we decided to take it because we we wanted that dead grass award last year. We wanted it more than ever to the point where we 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 cared so much that we didn't care about it. And I don't I see. I, I don't care about dead grass yet. I just want that fucking cup from you, motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> work harder. <laughs> how many? How many? Uh, like seven gallon, uh, like SS Brutech, like fermenters, does your club have now, or something like? Wasn't that the the it's, award it's back the in same one. It's the it's same, the same it's the oh, same does it get, does it get transferred yeah. around yep. it's the same one. Uh, i didn't know yeah it's it's the same one we just uh so the it started as the fermenter itself um and then was the actual is the actual uh trophy and then last year we we added something to it we added the the extension legs to it with the uh, roller casters onto it um so that was what we added last year uh i we obviously kind of took a pause on deciding what we wanted to add to it this year because we didn't really need to focus too hard onto it but uh we're my, going my to- recommendation face mask you want to? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll probably have a way to etch i mean more than likely that's going to get yeah. etched into um etched yeah. into the dead grass award too is some sort of face mask in general. Uh, I mean, maybe we'll, we'll, maybe we'll add some sort of, I think, dots, uh, not necessarily side note, but, uh, to our club in general, maybe we'll, uh, vote to add some sort of like, uh, brew jacket to it maybe. So, but something that I think adding something useful to the, fermenter itself is kind of cool along with having that side thing so and you know those 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 recommendations came from you know using it and yeah going you know i I brewed a batch with john golden and i brewed a couple batches in it and went how in the hell are you supposed to drain this thing because (laughs) seriously it's like just and and it was some of it was put together backwards and we we fixed the way it was, but there was still no way to drain this thing in the way it was supposed to be done, and we still just had to put an auto siphon in to figure oh, out. I'm um, saying face mask or hand sanitizer dispenser. Oh, yeah. 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 Just my put a, put <laughs> a dispenser right on the side of it. I mean, you could just have like a, a ready-made um, star sand disperser right there, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually genius. I love it. <laughs> so um you, you you've talked about duke is he still there is he still standing next to you uh he's not directly next to me now he ran upstairs uh, uh I say. no i i don't need him no um uh he's he's <laughs> might be grabbing another beer so i live i'll get him back down here in a second okay. i live uh so i live with my girlfriend we just moved into our house uh, and uh, we just recently bought a washer and dryer. So my dad was over here helping me put them together today. Uh, and then they left and then they came back over for dinner because uh, my girlfriend and my previous roommate got me this awesome, awesome grill. I'm going to brag on them a little bit. It's fine. Uh, they got me this awesome grill. It's, it's a dual sided fun propane and uh, charcoal pretty sweet thing uh so i invited my parents back over for dinner because 
how often do you get to cook for your your own parents around anymore? Uh, I said so, you're getting drunk online. Uh, with, uh, they 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 we already ate dinner. I made them I steak. Mean, they totally understand though. That's that's I, what I made parents you have. I made steak and <laughs> salad and uh, grilled peach slices. It was good. It was they they got full and whatnot. He's been hanging down here watching watching the live on his own phone. So he's he's been fine drinking beer. <laughs> it, it's he's fine. And my mom's been talking to my girlfriend. It's fine. That, that, it's good. It's all good. Everything is all good. But I think he's upstairs <laughs> getting another beer or if not getting ready to leave here soon because I think he has to work in the morning, which sucks because I don't. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, no, he's he's was around for a while. So, so who's uh, who's the one that does the salsa up in your uh, Steve Brokenshire. Um, oh, good. I haven't seen his name yet. Yeah, no, Steve. So Steve Brokenshire does the salsa and late night, uh, and he does uh really really good salsa. And he also is usually prior to last year. I think last year was the first year he didn't enter in our chili competition, but he was also the one who won, um, pri- uh, every year pretty much in the chili competition prior to last year. So. Yeah. He, he's usually up there around the same time as like the meads are being opened up too, right? Does yep. he have a lot to do with that yeah. too? Then, uh, Steve is Steve Brunkshire is one of the one of the mead people, uh in, one of the better mead people in our club, okay. I should say. Okay. Um, I, I so. tend to I tend to get drunk and steal produce. And uh <laughs> I know Brian's got like pictures of me with some watermelon I ripped off from somebody last year. I think we have it as like a background for like do yeah, 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 we do. We do somewhere. Um but, I've stolen tomato. Yeah, there's. Uh, it's hard to see, but that what that's me killing a watermelon at our bar. Oh, hold on a minute. All yeah. right. <laughs> no, I can't. I don't know if we can make the. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just there's, a, there's a watermelon though. There, I promise. We don't know. We think the watermelon might have come from your bar. We don't Maybe. know. Uh, uh, I don't know. There were there were two nights, especially last year, where I was the last one standing at our at our club, and I was I was should not have been still serving beer. So, I, I I remember being up there at four a.m. I think eating uh, eating one of his tomatoes, maybe. I was just uh, gonna ask. I woke up with some tomatoes in my pocket last year, Jason. I think that was yeah. I I, I do that, but I try to I try to pay restitution the next year. Uh, I gotta ask: Did you wake up in your own? Did you wake up in a bed or in your own yeah. sleeping bag at least? I, so oh, I bring, I bring my wife have, with me. We we have sure a okay. We have a member who tends to not even bother setting up his tent sometimes, and he just kind of crashes wherever he sees. Yes. It. So I saw a guy yeah. throw a sleeping bag down behind somebody's oh, kegerator a few no, years. We we have that's probably from our club. It's good. It's all good. It's all good. It was like 3 a.m. Uh, we're sitting <laughs> at our bar. I'm just looking at this guy like making a bed of leaves and like laying down something. Oh, no, yeah, that was definitely that's, Jason or uh, Nathan. That's, that's Nathan. Nathan, Nathan, yeah. Nathan, uh, Nathan, I think we, we also followed him around one night maybe <laughs> to make sure that he got to the somewhere <laughs> safe. Uh, but you know what? You know, I've I've also, and he could be watching, I don't care. I've, I've carried Pat Hyde uh, safely to bed too. So there's no shame. 
It's it's beer. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I have personally destroyed the inside of my own tent by accident. <laughs> you get to that point where you, you forget that you've had a lot and you're like, I'm going to keep going because everything's so tasty. And then you wake up in the morning and you're like, holy crap, what did I just do? So, Everybody's first morning there, uh, I think, is like it's the same experience. Your first yeah, year, your first that was morning. My very that was definitely my first year, and yep, me I, too. <laughs> I was no, I was not a newbie to drinking at that point. I was, I mean, but there was so much good stuff that you're like, I don't want to stop, but I don't know how to stop because everything is so good. You're like, keep going, keep going, keep going. You're like. Holy you crap. don't want to insult somebody by denying them, like, by not drinking their, you know, delicious beverage that exactly. you know, or when you're so proud decide, of and stuff. Or when you decide you're done taking, uh, you're done drinking homebrew, but somebody all of a sudden behind you pulls out this amazing, like, awesome reserve commercial brew that you're only going to see once in your lifetime. You're like, I have to. I can't say no. How do I say no to that? And then yeah, somebody and, and brings then, uh, out the utopias at like twenty four percent. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, for the very savage, uh, savage, um, very mean person. I don't know which club. I can't remember who brings out the um, ghost pepper aged whiskey. Who oh, was just gonna bring that up? That was oh, it's a fruit whiskey. So yeah, that was that was uh that was Livingston Social Brew Club, and that was Kevin Penn, uh Chef Kevin Penn, actually. So we're um th- that actually brings us to one of the last questions I don't think I've asked is is we've kind of keepers has kind of done that with Livingston Social, which is why I can throw his ass under the bus so easily. Um we we've kind of teamed up with him as like our sister club brother club, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, um, so, so next year what we're planning, we're like grouping together with them to kind of, you know, do some kind of common theme or whatever. Do you guys have a, a club that you're close to or that you do a lot of things with? I mean, uh, the last person to comment is uh, Keith Manchester and uh, he, I wouldn't say defected, but he's kind of a part of both uh, <laughs> us and craft. Uh, you mean, uh, you mean those that we keep? Those that would work no no of craft. No, no, we're not not those not those guys. Legitimately, <laughs> legitimately craft. Just straight up the craft. So uh, I know they've, they've been our neighbors for the last couple of years. I know Keith. Yeah. So uh I would say if uh I would say it's either craft or motor city mashers, uh who has been uh the mashers have been our speci- uh specific arch enemies as far as um our death mask competition goes. That's awesome. Um, they've been our specific. There's Keith. Uh, it, 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 yeah. Yep. There's Keith. Oh, there's Keith. Uh, so <laughs> Keith, tech, uh, if I remember correctly, Keith belongs to, uh, and yes, as Nikki just pointed out, Bill and Michelle both belong to craft as well. And I think Dan Fink, um, I don't want to forget him either. Uh, although the, we've got a couple members who belong to both us and craft. Um, and, uh, yeah, but, uh, I would say either craft crafters are like daily as far as year to year over the last couple of years has gone or uh, considered, um, the club we've been closest to, but over as far as competition, uh, is spoken wise. I would say Motor City Mashers is definitely the club we've been trying to take the Deathmash paddle back from, That's and awesome. the club that we've been 
directly head to head with as far as um some as far as competition and things are considered or concerned. I, I, I know we re- we really haven't participated in deathmatch. I, I don't think we can. Isn't it like invite only or some shit like that? So it uh, originated as a club to club competition with us and craft and expanded between us craft and mashers the second year. And then from there last year, it expanded into us craft mashers, AARBG and uh, sons of Liberty. If I can, if I think, I think I got all, I think, yeah, I think that's it on last year's. And it, it just kind of, it was, it was one of those things that us and craft Cl- started uh, a couple years back as a club to club head on, head on kind of deal. And so many other clubs took interest in it and people who were part of multiple clubs. And then, uh, so it kind of expanded from there. It, it, we try to keep it kind of local, I guess. But oh, I, sure. I, yeah, I. You don't. I'm, you don't need some Eastside Club coming in and fucking <laughs> up your shit. I get it. I get it. But uh, it's Ed, that's uh, like I said, that's what Bill Belair, uh, his position is mostly uh, wrapped around the logistics and the planning and the preparation and the follow through of that particular competition. So. Uh, right. Yeah, no, it's been a fun comp. That that competition's been fun, especially because we've been able to anybody within the area. Last year, it was uh, the final or the judging's was held at uh, Supernatural uh, Brewing out oh, awesome. in California. Um, so they were, uh, which s- not necessarily sort of far, but f- it was kind of a generic meeting place for some of for most of those clubs, the Mashers, the uh, AABG and um us and craft over there so right on no yeah no, that's cool i i will say that you know like on the east side we've really only got a handful of clubs but you guys on the west side there there's a lot you have that you have that backwards no yeah, we're on yeah. we're on the west side sorry david's drunk david's enough with me <laughs> so on the west side west side there it is yeah. God damn it. Um, there we go. I think there's only there's there's us, there's club, there's prime time, uh yeah. technically South County kinda. Yeah. So uh yeah, but you guys there's like a dozen clubs over there. I was yeah, I was gonna say I think there's like mashers, mashers, craft, KGB, AABG, uh Genesee, um yeah, sons. Sons. Uh, I know I'm going to be forgetting uh, at least uh, uh, two or three others uh, that are going to be over there. Speaking of Duke, here is. Yeah, Duke. you're doing better than I would have. <laughs> oh, put him on camera. I got to see what he looks Duke, like. You're, you got to be on camera. So. Yeah. Just, there you go. He just right said. On. I do know him. All right. All right. You do know me. How's it going? <laughs> yeah. Plant area brews. Um, Anyways, I'm bringing him uh, three different ciders. I've got a uh, mosaic dry hop cider. I have a dry English cider and a New England cider. So I was bringing him the samples that we were doing upstairs. That's awesome, man. 
I wish I had a, a proud dad bringing me booze. <laughs> well, it, it helps that. Uh, so uh, it's a little painful that my own girlfriend is celiac, has celiac, so she can't oh, even. All the ciders. But but it's also I've been able to actually reach out to a couple um, uh, a couple of guys and actually get pretty close to a couple of guys. One of which who has joined our club, Brian Newman. If you're going to be watching. Uh, who also has celiacs and he is uh he's an all gluten-free brewer and so i actually just so i brewed a few months uh, uh many months ago an extract gluten-free brew and then this past weekend i actually brewed my first all grain gluten-free brew awesome. and uh, sorghum or quinoa or uh, uh millet pale millet, millet. Okay. um some millet some uh, buckwheat, some flake quinoa, and some gluten-free oats. Uh, nice. And all I got to say to us regular brewers, holy shit, is our mask so much easier. It's all, <laughs> all I got to say. Uh, uh, as a gluten-free brewer, uh, brewing in that sort of thing, there are oh, there you have to deal with man-made enzymes, and your mask is usually on... on uh, on the lowest end of things, you can't even shorten shoddy yet. Like your mash is 90 plus minutes in the mash alone. So yeah. you can't even like, you can't even forgive anything. So <laughs> that, that, that was an interesting, uh, uh, yep. thing to deal with for the first time for that. And like I said, you have to add in so many other man-made enzymes into this that you, Otherwise, you just don't get the conversion rates that uh, every other normal brewer would get. So my conversion came in so much under than I thought it was going to be because I just you need you need those. So no, it's cool that you're doing it though. I've I've had a couple of of gluten free beers and so that's that's neat. Yeah, awesome. are, you, are you actually using like like a like straight enzymes or, or can you use something like Bino or like something like that? Like, uh, so I, for this particular yeah. one, I, you need more than one enzyme. Apparently you need at least okay. two or three. So the, the most common is Onida O N E A D A. Uh, I actually didn't use that one for this and I should have because, um, it helps convert the, it helps convert into that sugar way more. So there's, uh, the gluten-free grains need a cereal mash, which means you need a mash in at 190 degrees, uh, unless you use wow. a enzyme called Ceramix, which eliminates that cereal mash step, which means you can uh, mash in at 125 for a half uh, for about like 60 minutes, and then you can bump up to 145, 150, which is okay. normal mashing. Uh, for the next hour after that, it, like helps optimize um, it or something. Like, okay. Uh yeah, I'm not weird. I don't know. Yeah, I've, I know nothing about this stuff. It's I'm cool. not exactly sure the technical term behind it. I just sure. know that uh, I've been since talking to the our new member named Brian. He's kind of really opened my eyes to a lot of things, and I know I want to make. I personally want would love to make really good beer in that span of things, especially because. That's all my girlfriend can drink. Yeah. So that's really cool for her to uh, continue to experience the hobby and uh, the uh, the passion with me for that. So that'd be cool. Um, but um, yeah. So and then there's uh, one tetra tetra tetratol or 
Tetra. Anyways, yeah. you use Onita and uh, the, the T1 at the same time. That helps break down that uh, sugar conversion and get you that better, better um, uh, any efficiency. Yeah. Like, like right. yeah. <laughs> but the ceramics eliminates that 190 degree mash depth. So, cool. which, yeah, which, so that the mashing, the mash in was so much longer and the conversion rates are so much smaller than, typical grain so it was there's our, there's our country music star drew droster talking about yeah that was like a traditional african lager if i remember right or something so um, sorghum yeah, syrup so. is uh, a lot more sorghum syrup is a lot it's it's basically brewing an extract at that point in time uh things can are considered the same as far as like it took, I brewed a, uh, uh, actually it ended up at MHF last year. I brewed a, a gluten-free, uh, sorghum extract, uh, IPA kind of tasted like super grapefruity. It was actually yeah. pretty good side yeah. note one. It's the reason my girlfriend is my girlfriend right now. Cause I won her over with it. So nice. That was pretty cool. Uh, but, um, and I don't think she's listening. So she's also, so it's all wasted. Uh, yeah. Wasted bragging right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, uh, uh, but um, it's so it's as far as extract brewing on that considered, it was actually pretty similar. But as far as all grain, holy moly, I was not prepared for what was there. So, well, I but. just I, I put the link up. Brandon Edwards in our group uh, posted a Facebook group and a web page. Uh, that you can click on in the comments for some gluten-free uh, recipes and wikis. That's pretty cool. Um, I'm, I, it's super interesting. I'm not celiac, so but I, I, I've had some great gluten-free beers. From Shorts did a great one uh, on on draft, and I think Epic's done a few. So that's really cool. Yeah, um, Glutenberg. If anybody ever sees it, uh, they do. Uh, their I've had their stout and their IPA and. Both are pretty solid. Um, their stout definitely tastes pretty similar to most generic American stouts out on the market. Uh, you wouldn't ever probably ever notice. Uh, their IPA, uh, you definitely notice. Um, I mean, as far as gluten, gluten-free con- is considered, you notice that that, that uh, finish is not quite normal where the normal I- IPA or normal like grain-based brew is considered it kind of like falls and trails off pretty hard uh which isn't necessarily a bad thing you just notice it's definitely you can tell that difference so no it's super interesting i think we need to dig into that some more i I, yeah 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 i uh when this is all said and over with i'll send you um contact information for brian he's been pretty uh, into there's a whole Facebook group called Zero Tolerance uh, Brewing, and it's all gluten free, celiac, like totally. I, I, a lot of people are like, going to say that might be the same shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah it sounds like uh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that that link. Uh, those guys yeah. are super intense, like into it. Um, awesome. Like so, so intense. I joined like, the group. The fuck for gluten free. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The way the way you're describing it makes me sound like I want to be celiac, so I can just. I know, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know the bruise. 
so no, much. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You, you, I mean, I take it for I granted. I can still enjoy it. <laughs> I take it for granted that a fact that I can do a uh, brewlosophy short and shoddy uh, brew and doing a two hour uh, uh, start to finish brew. Whereas this thing started, I started at, I mashed in at 10 in the morning or like nine, like, yeah, like 10 in the morning. And I was, I was struggling to get it done by one thirty when I ran out the door to work. So nice. Wow. Yeah, it was intense. Well, guys, I think, uh, I really appreciate you guys joining us tonight. Talk about your club and, uh, and, and talk about how, uh, keepers is going to dominate you next year. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> all good. You know, what? I love this part of beer fest. I love talking shit with you guys. Uh, I loved last year your little microphones and your. Oh man, Bill oh, Belke. That was so fun. That's uh, all Bill Belke. Yeah. Ironically, yeah, that was all from our member, uh, one of our guys, Bill Belke, and it was his very first year joining the club. He was only a few months in at the time. Dude. His first MHF, uh, and uh, you, that came. You guys are great. For us, that changed it too. So yeah, I mean everything with even with Smiley and the extent of, of shit that he will put on and, uh, and dress <laughs> up like that's his own personal game. I uh, you know what I love him all the same. I don't, I don't uh, even want to know where that stuff comes from. You know, it's just like, dude, that's awesome. Do it. <laughs> I saw him. I saw him uh, chasing his kids around the park uh, uh, the other day. Happened to be showing up for. A, to go disc golf and he was at the park playing with his kids. So that was, that was kind of cool to see him doing that. But yeah, no, it, you think he's a dad running around with two kids and then what you see him wear at MHF, you're like, you know, yeah, fish nets and, any and whatever the hell, hell happens. It's fantastic. No, I, you know, I, I, it is my beer Christmas. I miss MHF. I miss you guys. I miss craft, all the clubs, yeah. uh, living since social, uh, sons, all of them. Um, this is a really bummer. Uh, I, I think the, the thing that COVID took the most from me was beer fest this year. So it was, it was fun hanging out with you guys. Um, you know, for the people in our chat, Keith, I'd love to get you on to talk about craft uh, or, or whoever else in craft wants to join. And Nikki, we'd love to talk about MHF. Um, so hopefully you can join us uh, on, on one of our future episodes, but, but for, for you guys, for KGB, thank you. Uh, for hanging out with us for a couple hours and, and just shooting the shit. Really appreciate it. Cheers. Thanks for Cheers, having guys. us. Thank Cheers. you. Thanks for having us. Cheers. So again, we'll be back next Monday with somebody. Uh, <laughs> <hanging out with laughs> and Brews while we figure this shit out. <laughs> it's only been three months. <laughs> Take it easy. Okay, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you. Thank you.